0: Welcome everyone to episode six of Being Deskless with Ant Hill, where we share bite-sized advice for companies with deskless employees. I'm the world's most unlikely host, Jennifer harris Crawl. I'm very excited about today's guest. He's the founder and CEO of Cover, a company that offers loans for contract and gig workers. Welcome to the show, Kabana Ansa. Yay! Hi, hey, good, hi.
1: Up- <laughs> good afternoon, Jennifer. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
0: I'm so happy that we have this opportunity to expand on our previous conversation. To begin with, please tell the viewers about Cover in your own words.
1: Sure, so um, Cover's mission is to provide financial services customized for gig economy workers like Uber drivers and DoorDash delivery personnel to get them cash to take care of the short-term financing needs or small-term emergencies that they might have, such as the busting of a tire in the case of an Uber driver. So um, we use alternative metrics to identify their value and provide capital on that basis.
0: That's awesome. And we're going to dig into all of that in in just a couple more questions. So um, I want to tell everyone, though, you had a really successful career before you even started Cover. So let's spend a couple minutes talking about how Cover came about.
1: Sure. So I guess uh, to quickly touch on my background and then the, I guess, genesis of Cover, um, my background has always been in finance, initially starting Uh, with Ernst & Young in their transaction services business and then moving over to Wells Fargo working in their specialty lending practice where I uh, underwrote over a billion dollars during my tenure. Um, But something that I always wanted to do um, was serve kind of a more diverse uh, population that kind of represented um, individuals who looked a little bit more like myself and so I went to business school with the ambition of uh, starting a company and learning about entrepreneurship and how to pursue that. And so my first venture after business school provided credit cards to international citizens without U.S. credit history. And um, after that, I started to work on um, the early parts of cover. And so what we found was that in the city of New York, um, many people don't know, drivers pay as much as three to $500 a week just to rent a car that they'll never actually own. And we thought that was pretty ridiculous because in the course of you know two years, they could spend two times the amount of the actual MSRP of the vehicle. So we thought maybe we could provide specialized financing so they could actually own a a car at the end of the day. Um, We started to do that. We deployed as much as $20,000 for each vehicle. But what we found was that the $500 down payment that we required um, for them to get this, many of them couldn't uh, pay. And that's where we identified maybe cash flow was a bigger issue. And that was kind of the start of COVER. We started providing cash flow financing. Um, and started with Uber drivers and then found this was a pain point that was seen um, uh, much wider across the uh, gig economy space.
0: What made you passionate about this population in the first place?
1: Um, I, w- I would say it was honestly, um, I, by mistake, you know, uh, didn't didn't realize that this was an issue didn't even know anything about the gig economy. Um, but you know, I think it was seeing the passion of these workers and how much time they put into um, their work and seeing the desperation that they had in terms of the limited options um, that compelled me to want to see is this a pain point that I can uh, use my you know past skill set to address.
0: So um, let's back up just a little bit. And and l- can we explain to the audience how what the gig economy actually is and how it relates to the general deskless workforce? Yes,
1: yeah, certainly. So um, first, I guess talking really about the gig economy, I think the gig economy has been lo- around for a very long time. Uh, it's just a more new kind of hip, sexy terminology for uh, independent contractors who really have are 1099 workers who you know been around for a very long time, and interestingly, you know, thinking about the um, deskless um, you know workforce, uh, many reading the Wall Street Journal or TechCrunch might think a majority of people work behind computers at desks, but really, um, you know, 80% of the global workforce, representing you know 2.7 billion workers, actually happen to represent this. Deskless workforce working in areas such as agriculture, you know, hospitality, retail, uh, manufacturing, and a big part of that being in transportation. So, um, the gig economy that uh, we serve are individuals who work as sole proprietors or independent contractors, oftentimes working for platforms that um, people may know, such as DoorDash, uh, Lyft, uh, Uber, and the like. And so, um, it's just a small segment of this massive. Um, and very important uh, uh, deathless workforce um, that anthill serves
0: well thank you for that Um, yeah and I, I think that people really don't understand the the issues that they face so let's talk about that for a minute like what kind of issues do gig workers face that make them appear more risky to conventional institutions. And I know for even for myself as a business owner in the past, it, it's just it's not as easy as people think of just going into the bank and getting a loan for something.
1: Yeah, so I guess to kind of speak first about kind of how they don't maybe uh, meet traditional underwriting criteria, and I can shift more to just general difficulties that um, these operators face. So with specifically within the um, capital provision space, uh, gig workers often don't meet the underwriting criteria used for consumer or business finance so on consumers typically you're looking for like a w2 so your you know your pay slip which is generally consistent when you're working at a kind of standardized institution which a gig worker doesn't really have and maybe a credit score On the other side, in terms of a typical business, which you might've known as a small business owner, they're looking for multiple years of audited financials. They're looking for at least two years of operating history. And so if you find yourselves between both of these, there's not really a clear option for you. And so really, you know, you're left to uh, maybe kind of predatory financing solutions uh, or relying on friends and family. And in some cases we just found our clients would, as they say, weather the storm, themselves and deal with the consequences as they, as they came, whether that means the possession of their vehicles, uh, damaging of their personal credits and others. And so um, it can be very difficult there. And then stepping back further, just looking at that kind of quality of life as a gig worker, um, you know, the benefit is you get to choose when you wanna work. The difficulty is uh, you have to match that with a demand for the service. So you really never know how many rides are gonna be demanded from you that day, meaning you don't know how much you're gonna earn. Um, you know, and that can really impact you when you have fixed costs that says maybe a a car payment or your house payment, or you need to take care of your family. Um, And there are not a lot of resources, uh, you know, financial safety nets or or the like um, that these uh, individuals have. And then, you know, you can go into things like um, personal health, you know, health care is not provided by gig platforms. And so these are things that these people have to manage themselves. And, uh, trying to get a health plan as a single entity uh, can be very costly, further uh, making the quality of life difficult for this this uh, segment.
0: I think what's always interesting to me, too, when you talk to people who aren't kind of in the business of working with this kind of workforce, that they always assume that these roles are just are like an afterthought, or, oh, they're just doing this because they have to. When I meet a ton of people who they might work for multiple, they might contract out for multiple things, but this is their choice, whether it's because of childcare, they swap shifts with a, with a partner to take care of little ones, or they have parents they're taking care of, or they just like that kind of work. They're in school. Like there are all these different options that like, this is the best option and choice for them at the time. And they take it very seriously. So it's always upsetting to me when people are like, Although well, they just didn't, you know, get a real job or whatever. And I just I find that insulting.
1: <laughs> yeah, very much. Well, I mean, I would say, funny enough, I know some drivers within our portfolio who make more than some of my friends in investment banking. And that's because they are dedicated to what they do. They strategize yeah. around their the, the plans and what terms when they drive and who they're serving and whether they're doing black car service and others. So um, in many cases it's deliberate. Um, I would also say that uh, the population, at least that we serve, happens to be uh, very culturally diverse. And so for those who are coming to the country um, for the first time, um, maybe have limited uh, language skills when thinking about speaking English, this is a great way for them to enter uh, the market. Um, And so, you know, I think the average uh, Uber driver, I think, there's a stat out there that many of them are, you know, maybe have uh, an associates uh, or or above. Um, so yeah, to think that they are, you know, doing it because they are not skilled is is uh, it's very misleading.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what does so I want two questions in one, I guess. What do people typically use this for, and what does the process look like for the borrower?
1: sure so maybe i will go the reverse way so okay, for um, the, <laughs> the way that um, um a client comes to the site is they go to our website uh, uh, getcover.com. they go through a simple five-minute application where they provide information about themselves as well as connect to their primary business bank account within 24 hours we uh, provide a determination whether we can provide them with capital or not and then 24 hours or really one business day within that they receive the funds in their in their primary bank account. Then each business day until their uh, con- uh, their contract is completed, um, we take a small piece of their daily earnings to repay um, that that contract plus our service fee. Um, in terms of use of funds, I would say it really ranges. It ranges from you know uh, in a time like now where inflation is high and gas is not cheap, a lot of people will use that to provide them with. Um, bit of liquidity to take care of that some people use it to take care of maintenance um some unfortunately you know from time to time uh drivers get into car accidents and they need capital there um some even just talking a moment ago about healthcare, um use it to uh, pay for medical expenses such as uh uh, dental uh expenses Uh, so you know it's really their money, once we give it to them, they can use it on whatever they deem necessary to support their business endeavors. And as an independent contractor, that can be winding from the coffee coffee that keeps you alert at the wheel to, um, you know, uh, child maybe you need to have so that you can work um, on the road to support your family.
0: That's great. So even during the application process, they don't have to say like it's for this specific reason. That's not part of the judging criteria.
1: No. What okay. we, all we all we require though is that you know they understand that it should be used towards uh, business-related expenses. So you know they shouldn't go to Miami. Uh, however, <laughs> you know we it's, it's 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 not our job unless unless there's a conference. But it's it's not it's <laughs> not it's it's not our job to. Um, manage how they spend their money. They are are adults.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And so a little more detail about what's the difference between a traditional loan and a cover advance?
1: Sure. So a traditional loan typically looks at factors such as um, your credit score. It looks at things like um, maybe your debt to equity ratios. It looks at... um, you know, some other, you know, usually for loans, kind of traditional work factors like that, like a W-2, as I said, for consumer finance. On the cover side, the way uh, we operate is we do not look at a credit history. We allow each client to come into the platform with a clean slate and build a relationship with us. Um, we provide capital based on their earnings, their business earnings. And so we look at what their historical performance has been, and then we are advance a small portion um, of how much we forecast they will earn over a particular period, and then, again, take payments uh, each business day. Another, I would say, big uh, differentiator between us and a traditional loan is the fact that we are built uh, to adapt to the ebbs and flows of these businesses. So in the event, um, as I said before, if somebody got into a car accident, for example, um, a normal loan will likely continue to accrue interest at best they might do a forbearance but still additional expense would accrue in our case if somebody provides a verified accident so provides an associated documentation we actually will dispose all payments with no additional fees to the client so that they at the end of the day still pay the exact amount that they had agreed to pay at the beginning of the contract so we're very relationship
0: um based that's amazing. You didn't tell me that in our other conversation, So that's really- <laughs> very thoughtful and I, I can imagine helpful in those instances because it's super stressful. I can imagine. Um, I love that you don't do credit checks. Um, and that's not a reflection on my own credit, but I do love that because I feel like it seems like to me that credit scores are, aren- aren't really reflective of the actual risk of that individual partly because things stay on for so long or, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why. I dare I say it's a little maybe outdated of a mode. So I appreciate that. What made you say, say, let's take this out of the process?
1: So I will say that I think that there is still um, value that comes from a credit score. And that's why, you know, these larger institutions issue, you know, millions, if not billions of dollars uh, on it. However, I don't think it necessarily... Um, accurately represents the risk profiles of some participants in this demographic, because uh, one thing that many, including myself, uh, have not had when growing up in kind of the financial environment is how to manage your credit properly. How does the credit score even work? And the difficulty um, when providing uh, auto loans for some of these drivers, what we found is they had a really low credit score but when you looked into it the reason why is because they were given a credit card that had maybe a $300 credit line and they need to pay for some business expense that costs 250 well in that instance the utilization is now over 75% and yeah. it drops that score down so it's not really that they are a bad individual it's they didn't have you know sufficient capital but you know when you know somebody who has a $50,000 credit line or beyond is like how do you spend 75% of your you know your utilization it doesn't accurately represent that, that risk profile and so um you know what i wanted to do when we were thinking about kind of our risk uh, factors was give people the opportunity to prove themselves and so we do a lot of unique structures in our, in our contract to allow people to get that clean slate to really prove out there their, their their worthiness um, and also uh, we size it to how much um, they earn. So if you happen to be a driver who makes $500 a month versus a driver who makes 10000 a month, your offerings will be uh, significantly different uh, because we, we, we adjust it to your earnings.
0: I think that's amazing and great. I love how you've structured that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, um, so touching on something else you mentioned, you talked about Frequent micro like that, you guys—they make a payment every uh, business day. So, mm. dive into that a little deeper. And also, do you think micro payments are a growing trend?
1: Um, certainly. So, um, for this demographic, uh, given that it—it um, it, you know, earnings can be highly mm-hmm. volatile, meaning your 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 earnings are changing day to day. This allows us to be. More in tune with the changes that our operators are going through, and we can more rapidly identify if there's a uh, a, a change in, in in profile and see if there's a way for us to intervene and uh, you know add value and help. Um, it also lowers our risk, so that we're not you know a month later realizing, hey, this person hasn't worked for a month, and now we we are in a in a in a difficult position. Um, In terms of like more macro trends, I would say that this seems to be uh, a trend that is uh, increasing. Um, Looking at companies like Affirm, Afterpay and others in a new, well, I shouldn't say a new industry, but again, it's like a rebranded industry of uh, buy now, pay later or BNPL. Um, It's giving people options to buy things when they leave an e-commerce store, maybe buying a shirt and instead of having to pay $50 immediately, they get to pay $10 a week. Over the course of five weeks to pay it off, and and it's just breaking into more bite-sized, easier to manage, um, uh, you know, uh, I guess in 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 a in an easier to manage way. And so I think it is a trend that is certainly picked up. Um, You know, there are literally billion-dollar valued (laughs) companies that are doing that. So I I do think it is a is a trend that is uh, looks like it's picking up.
0: Well, I'm going to give away my age here, but when I was growing up, we called that layaway. (laughs) <laughs> and you could go to the Kmart and get all your school clothes picked out and then just pay for them a little every week until school started. And that's exactly. The exact same. So it's it, funny how everything comes back around, but it's branded differently. Right.
1: It, it comes it comes it comes back around. It just you know, it's, it's all about framing. Right. You know, they didn't want to call it, you know, uh, you know, lay away. Now they're calling it BMPL. You know, it's, it's sexy. But it's, it's the exact same thing
0: yeah <laughs> yeah hey I'm i am surprised that actually went away for a while because I, I I don't think I knew anybody that didn't use it growing up but what do I know um, okay so the gig economy it seems like it's only going to continue to grow right so what do you see for the future of cover
1: um, you know uh, God's grace uh, we will continue to be a valued partner and 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 get to continue to support um Operators as they kind of brought in their um, their their skill sets and the businesses in which they operate in, and also, honestly, for Cover, you know, we would like to ultimately provide other complementary services to really um, serve you know them in a more holistic nature. And then also, I would say, we would like to expand from just uh, the. Uh, Traditional gig economy, as people know it, so moving away just from transportation, but into other things such as um, engineering. There are a lot of people who are engineers who are independent contractors, or um, nurses who are independent contractors, or I mean, so many in that two point seven billion global workforce that uh, you know may also have characteristics um, that could benefit from a service like our own. And um, so that that is you know the the vision.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Our graphic designer is an independent contractor. So, I mean, it seems like for every profession, there's a version that decides they want to do things differently. So, I love that. Okay, so is there anything else you want to cover today?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would like to cover Double R. Um, No, I I mean, I think think we've highlighted a lot of the um, main things. I think one is uh, this is... a lot of people don't know that this is a valuable segment um don't know that you know the deathless workforce is so significant and uh literally powers our day-to-day lives and so you know yeah. very thankful for entities like Anne Hill for uh highlighting it but also providing valued services to it um i think um there's a lot of research out there including some that came out from emergence vc talking about how um To get the best performance out of your, you know, um, deskless workforce, you need to improve their quality of life and make sure that they are happy. And so, Cover is trying to do that from a financial perspective, providing them that, you know, um, ease of uh, knowing that you have a, you know, financial safety net. And you know, great services like Ant Hill are doing the same in other domains. And so, that's really great. Um, And just say, thankful for to to be a guest on your show today. So thank you for giving uh-huh. uh, us an opportunity to highlight uh, Cover and our mission.
0: Well, and I want you to come back because we have other things to talk about. Um, but you made me think that. Uh, now I lost my train of thought. But when you were talking about, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. All right, and we're almost out of time anyway. So for people who want to learn Don't more like about Cover with two R's and help them or someone they know. Cause I mean, everyone knows somebody who is a gig worker. What's the best way to find out more about cover?
1: They can find us online at www.getcoverrr.com. So just to spell it out, getcover com.
0: And we will also share that information in the chat uh, for people to get in touch with you. And um and learn more when they need to. So someday I'll remember what I was going to say, and you can come back and answer that question too. <laughs> I, look,
1: I look forward to it. I look forward to it, certainly.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time today. Can't wait to watch you guys grow and and expand and so everyone knows who Cover is.
1: Really appreciate it. And thank you uh, for the mission that you and the Ant Hill team uh, pursue. It, it makes uh, the lives of, you know, others in the workforce much better. So that's, that's great.
0: Awesome. Teamwork makes the dream work.
1: <laughs> makes the <some> dream work.
0: <laughs> okay. So thanks everyone for joining us today. We're changing some things up. So to find out more about our next episode, um, you can learn by following us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or now even TikTok um, at Ant Hill Health. And we'll see you next time.